Ahoy, mateys! Welcome to another episode of We Miss the Boat, and all I do that for is to make my co-host laugh. What is her name? <laughs> What's your name? You didn't even say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Josh Cruz. I'm Michelle. And this is a podcast where we uh, we talk about games that uh, one of us hasn't played, at least... Maybe maybe we both haven't played it. That's not the case this week, but maybe it will be one week. Who knows? Anyway, hey, you let... never do the intro part about what the podcast is. I know <laughs> it's so funny to watch you just struggle. It's very good. Um, how are you? I'm great. Good. I'm glad we had this talk. We never we never talk anymore. <laughs> It's weird not talking that much at the beginning of the show. I'm so used to just like going into my spiel, but I know. Pull the rug out from under me. Did I miss anything? I mean, kind of, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners don't need to know. Basically, this is a show about games that we, one of us at least, but sometimes both of us haven't played, and then we talk about the game that we haven't played and the history behind it, and then the next week we talk about our experience playing that game yeah um and to start last week i brought silent hill 3 on playstation 2 to the table and uh josh went ahead and just blew through that in about three days a banger of sorts (laughs) if Uh, i may that game's really good so yeah tell me about your experience with it and like your thoughts so silent hill games i i pretty sure i said this last week i might not have they scare me a lot. They're pretty scary. They, they, they scare me and they frustrate me mm-hmm. a lot. Like I'm, I'm, it's high anxiety, high stress. Um, lots of spooks. Lots of spooky. Um, and I don't like the feeling that it gives me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the feeling of progressing mm-hmm. through a game like that. But the feeling of oh, I progressed through that. I'm going to have another puzzle just like it where uh-huh. 85 doors are going to be locked So what you're telling me is you have a problem with survival horror games. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, there, there's a reason why I haven't played, you know, the Resident Evil games yeah, or a of lot of the Silent Hill games. Um, and it's just that they're, they're not my speed. Even, you know, I and I, I played through, I, I would say, 60% of this game with a walkthrough. Yeah, you. This was something that we did do a little cheat and talk about before the podcast yeah. because I was watching you play a lot of this game yeah. because I this game is so special to me that it was cool to just kind of like see somebody experience the things that I didn't like or loved for the very first time. It was yeah. really cool to get to do that. Uh, that's my favorite part about like doing this podcast, like just to be real one hundred percent for a second. It's really cool to watch somebody enjoy a game for the first time that you like love and might have played a few times. Oh yeah, it's awesome. And so, just like um, with me and Star Fox sixty four. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're not going back to that. Anyways, um, <laughs> but no, and it was weird because like when I played this game for the first time, I only used the walkthrough on puzzles. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I maybe like once or twice I did get lost and did have to like look at the walkthrough, but I never, I didn't have some of the same problems you did. And I don't know if that's due to your, like, this isn't your genre. Like, right. this isn't your thing. It doesn't work for you the give, same give way. Give me an example. So what, like, what parts, you couldn't find the flashlight. Oh, oh yeah. For some reason, I found the room that had the flashlight and, in it, and I got something else in that room, but I just but you just kind of you kind of passed over it. Yeah. You must have yeah, and like know. not thought about it. And you know, in survival, I kind of approach all games like a survival game. Um, not necessarily like a survival horror game, but I approach most games like. Josh is really familiar with the idea that I have to collect, like, all of the things that I can grab because in my brain, I'm thinking like a survival horror game where if I don't pick up that weird thing on the ground that looks like it doesn't matter, maybe I'm going to need it in, like, two hours of gameplay. And that's not kind of where your brain goes in games like this or at all because you that's just not the kinds of games you play. I grew up 
playing collectathons where you just collect things to have them. Yeah, um, not necessarily for their importance, like for like a number, you know. Um, And so it's really interesting for me to see you play games, like see you play a game like this and need a walkthrough, which isn't a bad thing. Like sometimes you just need walkthroughs in games and I think that's a totally valid thing. Yeah, and to to be able to... um, to finish this game in the time exactly. frame that I wanted to finish it in. And, exactly. And uh, to enjoy it. And to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have gotten frustrated and given exactly. up. Exactly. Um, if, if, you know, Which like, was what I was about to do before I started exactly. using the walkthrough. And, and that's the thing. Like, I've always thought about in games, and it's kind of an important topic to talk about, because some people get really uh, gatekeeper-y about the idea of, like, easy modes and like story modes versus like actual modes where there's a lot of combat involved or walkthroughs and i think that those are all really valid things that let you enjoy games however you're gonna enjoy the game is how you're gonna enjoy it and i just think it's really cool to see somebody else approach a game the way that you did like using the walkthrough which isn't a big deal but like it was so weird too cuz like you didn't have trouble with some of the things I had had trouble with but you had trouble with things that I didn't. And what what like, did what so did like, I blow through? The, oh, so like yeah, 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 I know what you're talking you about. You blew huh? through the Shakespeare books because yeah. so at the very beginning of the game if you're familiar with it or if you played it this week in which case you're welcome it's a very great game. Um <laughs> there's, Yeah, if you if you could find it on uh if you could find it for Xbox 360 yeah. <laughs> HD collection. I, I don't know how readily available that is. I think is, you've seen but... them at GameStops like a lot. Um, but you, so you go through and you're in this bookstore and you have to go through like the back way of it. So like you enter it through the entrance, but you need to go through, I think it's like the back room or something like that. You have to get to the back room. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're trying to do. And there's a keypad. And the way that you get the number sequence, which I believe, unless I'm mistaken, is a randomly generated number. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's like uh, one of three, depending on easy, some, normal, or difficult. Yeah. Um, um but the way that you get it is there's um throughout the room there's a like a bunch of shakespeare books on the ground that have like fallen Mm -hmm. that are like in a cluttered mess Mm -hmm. you pick them all up you put them in the right order on the bookshelf and that's how you get the numbers well josh realized something that i had never realized that you can just pick up the books and look at the spine and you can put the numbers together yourself without having to actually set them on anything And that, I just did it from the pause screen. And exactly. Like, oh. And that was something that like I had had trouble with because I needed to figure out like where to put them. And, right. Because like, I, I think when I very first played this, which was years ago, I believe I remember just picking up the books and being like, okay, cool. I have these books now. And just like walking around the room trying to figure out how I was supposed mm-hmm. to get this number. <laughs> and like I had a lot of trouble with that. But that was something that you just immediately figured out. Yeah. Whereas like something like the flashlight or like... The big thing for you was, like, making sure you found all your items or found the things yeah. that you need. Yeah. And that's not something that I have trouble right. with. Because, uh, yeah, the big thing was when I got to the underpass, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah. I could not... I, I was missing, I think, a wine bottle. Yeah. And I made... Before you know, before I missed that wine bottle, I made a random turn and it ended up, it ended up being the, you know, the critical path where yeah. I needed to go. And then I got to a generator that I needed to fill with oil and I needed the wine bottle to fill yeah. the oil with. And it was very... Uh, it's frustrating it was to very have frustrating. that happen. Yeah. yeah. So, and I was like, I don't know what door I missed. I think I went everywhere. But, you know, so so that, that one's on me, but it, it also but it, is like... It is... I if was, it's not yeah. something you're looking for or used to yeah. having to do in a game, like then I definitely think that like that can be something that really deters you from wanting right. to finish a game. Right. Well, and, th- and this was something like uh, th- that we talked about during the week while I was playing the game. Uh, it has, it has that very adventure game uh, point, yeah. point and click style, you know, where, where you just use items that you mm-hmm. wouldn't think are going to be used exactly. in that situation and, and makes you use them in, in weird ways. So, um, and that, and that was never really my, my go-to kind of game either exactly with, without even being you know yeah. survival horror yeah. or whatever 
Um, just that style things was never for me yeah i and i think that that's i think that that's part of the charm of this game sure. though is that it's a horror game that also has those elements yeah. to it yeah. where you don't really get that and i mean now you do depending on the horror game you're playing but it's still not that common of a thing that's like in a good horror game there's not as much like you need to get these items and combine them and use them in a way right. that you wouldn't think to. Right. Um, so I just think that's something cool that like adds to Silent Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it made me appreciate it a yeah. lot. Like, you know, seeing how all these went together and like seeing just from a, a very um, methodical, you know, walk through how that, how that I used the IGN walkthrough from Which is always good for ago. games like this. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, it's just a very methodical go to this mm-hmm. door, go down, you know, go down three doors to the left, enter, uh, get this item, go out. And it's very, it was very cool to, to look at it after I had, you know, finished an area and to look at the map and see how it was laid out and like kind of retrace my steps to where I had to go. Yeah. It's very cool from that aspect to it's... go back and look and see how they designed. Exactly. You know, what they, what the level design in this game is very, it's well thought out. I think in a way that like it's well thought out in a way that is so well thought out. It makes you doubt your own choices in a way like you never know without a walkthrough. You never know if you're doing the right thing. Right. And you know, it, it, that can be frustrating, but it can also be really exciting. And, and to, I believe that that really adds to the horror of the game because it's like, okay, I don't know what's around this next corner. Maybe I'm going the wrong way. Maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe I don't have what I need. And, oh, here's some monsters that are coming up. And now I'm going to have to fight them. And once you get in a fight, sometimes you get turned around. And which way was I going? And here's the scary music. And, like, everything just kind of adds up and gives it that, like, scariness right and and at the beginning you know you you feel like oh i can outrun i can outrun these dogs i Uh, know it was so funny to hear you you talk about you're like wow these are really easy enemies to outrun but then i put on the bulletproof vest (laughs) and then i ran into slurpers Uh and insane cancers the ones that Uh get up and chase you around are Uh the fastest things in the world yep um i know i was like yeah these ones are really easy And then you, I knew you were going to get to a little bit. I mean, overall, I will say that the enemies, there's no like pull your hair out hard enemies in no. this game. Maybe if you play on hard mode. Oh, for sure. And I, and, and, you I, know, and I read that the, uh, you unlock extreme difficulty and yes, the extreme you difficulty, you could have 10 different levels of that also. Mm. Like you can unlock 10 levels of extreme difficulty and i was like no i'm good with normal yeah um so i mean if you really want to you can like put yourself through that but right no i (laughs) but for the most part enemies are pretty yeah they're simple they're pretty tame yeah i mean in even on harder difficulties it's just that they have more health exactly um it's not that they're any smarter no because the enemies in this game are not smart no but which is speaking of enemies who was your favorite what was your favorite enemy type like um, who like which one were you like i like that one well obvi- i mean i think the bubblehead nurse classic yeah i mean but the bubblehead nurses in this game are right. like really well and put i together. i didn't know uh you know because i had watched a lot of this game and i had seen pretty i had seen the ending of this game actually yeah. on twitch um i didn't realize that you went to um brookhaven hospital yeah in this in this game yep um so that was really, really cool. It's uh, really cool. Like, and it was really cool to see those. I didn't know those bubblehead nurses would show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I knew that you went back to Silent Hill. Yeah, I, I mean, that, it's kind of a given in yeah. the setup of this game. Right. You kind of get that vibe that you would go back, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, but it was uh, really cool to see them again, and I liked the weapons they had, and they were uh, really scary when they cornered me. <laughs> Yeah, that whole hospital level was really, it's really good. Really it's probably good. my favorite part of the game, yeah. aside from I do like the like carnival yeah. area. I think I just think to me, I'm always so I'm someone who grew up really scared of like fairs and carnivals, uh-huh. um, and clowns, of course. But like, but just like carnivals in general, I thought were terrifying because listen, side note, if it 
can go up that quickly and come down that quickly, then how trustworthy is that ride? Tell me, please. And so I've always been afraid. And to see that, but like to see like a horror carnival in a game, that was the first time I'd ever seen that in a game, movie, book, whatever, that wasn't like clown based. So it was really cool and scary. And I still think that that's like one of the coolest parts of that game. I think you need to play Alan Wake whoa okay yeah well uh, i haven't played it either i've just heard about it well, a lot we can it's... that could be something that we try we'll talk about that after the podcast remedy entertainment remedy games oh i love That's... remedy that was their uh... they're like a really cool I studio think i could their be first wrong game? i think it could be wrong about this but uh it, i think it's their first game we'll talk after the podcast yeah. okay is there any other thoughts that you have that you really want to say about um, Silent Hill? boss fights yeah, what about him? Pretty easy overall. But boss design. Um, in the HD remaster, some of the, the first boss, the the first boss looks so um, good in this remaster. The, the, what is it? The the, the like flesh? I call him the like worm. Yeah, I know, but I, I got an achievement for it. And I don't they remember called, what said, he's called. Yeah, he's like a worm. He's a worm. Um, <laughs> a very phallic device. Yes, uh, he is. The symbol. <laughs> Uh, but he looked like the, the in the HD remaster, like you can tell that they like redid they really his worked. textures in it. He looks so in the PS2 version. Overall, I will say this game I think holds up even in the PS2 yeah. version. Like even though there were remaster elements, there was clearly elements that weren't really touched. Yeah, and they still looked good. Yeah. So I will say overall, I think the game graphically holds up the way that a PS2 game can. Yeah. But in the PS2 game, he looks, a, that worm looks a lot more um, like the worm from Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> the Alaskan bullworm? Yeah. So I don't, I never saw him as like kind of scary, but if I had faced him for the first time in the remake, I would think he's a little scary. Yeah. Uh, they, they present him a lot better with that the higher resolution um leonard was really scary because he goes under the water and that freaks me mm -hmm. out and i almost just did a cuss <laughs> <laughs> it's really scary yeah. yeah um the alessa boss fight on the merry-go-round you, you were having a time i i hate that boss fight and it's not that it was very scary although it was very like nerve-wracking it, it was it took me 11 minutes oh also that's something that's really cool. At the end of the game, oh, they yeah. show you like the time it took you to beat each boss. Yep. And, like, they keep records of everything. I thought that was really cool. There's a um, lot of really cool systems, uh, like timekeeping systems and just like like uh, combat management and just like game management in general mechanics yeah. that uh, Silent Hill games have. That is really, really, really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. But the Alessa boss fight on the merry-go-round... Uh, I didn't know it was like an upgrading boss fight. It's like a gun game kind of thing where it's you beat like one version of her. Yeah, and she uh, and then uh, Alessa goes from a knife to a pistol to a submachine gun. Uh -huh. I did not realize that, and it took me eleven minutes to beat. And it was I didn't used all say, my healing yeah, items. Yeah, you said it, you used almost every healing item yeah, that you had. Yeah, it, uh, it was very brutal. It was, but so, I did it on my first try. I was so I loved watching you do that fight. Because, I mean, of course I wasn't going to tell you, and, like, that she was oh, going to yeah. come out with a gun. And so I remember she had her knife and you took her down and you were like, okay, I got her. Wow, I got her. And then all of a sudden, the one with the, with the, with the uh, pistol comes around the corner and you were like, oh man, this is going to suck to fight her again. And then she shoots you and your reaction was just priceless <laughs> because you were so shocked that she not only had a gun, but shot you. <laughs> I, I figured out a way to kind of cheese that though, or if you get close, she swings at you with it. She tries to oh, pistol whip yeah. you and you can just like back up and hit her with the uh, katana. Yeah. So. But I, I'm just saying, yeah. like, that whole sequence and watching you experience that was amazing. She got me once with the submachine gun, too, but I Did realized... she take a whole lot of she health? She took a whole lot yeah. of my health, but uh, she has to reload for, like, 10 seconds with mm -hmm. the submachine gun, so I went up and It's not her too unbalanced. Like, no. it's annoying, but it, you're never, like... No. I mean, you could die in that fight easy if you're not properly, you know, yeah. going through the combat, but overall like it's not that bad of a boss yeah. fight 
And like with any Silent Hill game, a lot of the symbolism in the cutscenes and in the characters was really, really cool. Like that's what kept me going through this game. It's so was, cool. Um, you know the the scarce amount of really, really cool cutscenes because like a lot of them are, are fairly short cutscenes, uh, but they and and a lot of them are very vague. Yes. Uh, and but I, I liked uh, I liked those and I liked the kind of Dark Souls style uh, environmental context. Yeah. Uh, and, and picking stuff up and looking at item descriptions and all um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like everything informational on yeah, I can, items. I can see and... that that this was kind of I can see where how how this could be an inspiration for you know Dark Souls. And yeah, Souls and I definitely kind of could see that. I mean, when I look just at the menus alone for the Dark like for the first Dark Souls game, it is so reminiscent yeah. of the menus for Silent Hill 3 or just Silent Hill games in general. It's it's very similar, so I can definitely see that inspiration being pulled. Um what was I going to say? Oh, the sim- yeah, the symbolism's really important in this game just oh, yeah. as an overall concept. Like one of the really cool things that I didn't really touch on in when we were talking about Silent Hill like as a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the so the cult symbol that's in Silent Hill 3 is actually a mashup of like three different types of uh symbology like so there's some sort of Hungarian symbols in there. Wombology. <laughs> There's some sort of um, that are more like Celtic, like yeah. uh, mythology based symbols. And then there's also, I believe it was something to do with um, some sort of like environmental symbology in there. And it all means something. And there's like a phrase, there's like phrasing in, in that cult symbol and everything that all is very meaningful it all relates back to that game that that cult symbol the save symbol that you see or the symbol that you see in the church like at the end um all of that has been present in all silent hill games in some variation down to pt right in PT, there is actually a very minimalistic take on this same right. symbol. Like, it has always been present. And, it's, and it just flashes across the screen, right? It's one it, of yes, those It's one of those in PT. But, like, it's always had some variation, and it's so important to yeah. the core of, like, Silent Hill as a yeah. whole. And in the game, it's supposed to mean reincarnation. Exactly. Yeah. But, but if you look at the symbol, like, the breakdown of what all of it means... It relates to the game. Like, it's definitely, like, canon. Yeah, I mean, you know, even in Silent Hill 3, it talks about how um, Heather, you know, throughout this whole game, she sees this symbol, and it kind of, uh, the game leads you to believe that her seeing this symbol, you know, as as well as the other events of the game, kind of make her uh, remember that she is kind of three people yeah um, and that she has been like she's a reincarnated version of alessa mm-hmm. you know, and then and then it kind of slaps you in the face with fighting yeah you know, uh the the memory of alessa so yeah um yeah it, it a lot of really really cool there's uh, you can deep game, dive yeah. into like all of that kind of stuff yeah. for silent hill like people do there's i mean there's yeah. pages and pages all I mean, over the I, internet about it yeah i i went on the fandom wiki the fandom wiki uh, is great for silent it, it is really it's really cool. really a Be- really great community because the one the one thing that i wanted to know was who was the happy birthday caller oh uh-huh and uh, uh i they don't really give you a straight answer nope. which is kind of par for the course yep. but uh <laughs> i if if you have played this game and you don't remember the happy birthday caller uh, go ahead and look that up and kind of read back through that because it's really, really cool. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. And it, it kind of brought stuff to light that I didn't really think about, but uh, it kind of gets brought back up later in the hospital level, mm-hmm. um, kind of about what that phone call was about, but mm-hmm. I didn't really put too much thought into it. And this kind of put it all together for yeah. me in a way yeah. that I Yeah, that's the great thing so. about with, uh, with, with horror games in general or with game franchises that have as deep of lore as things like silent hill those fandom wikis come in so clutch like those that 
the teams that work on those are so dedicated and um like shout out to people that do fandom wikis because this podcast would not be possible without a lot of fandom wiki input so (laughs) yeah i mean there's there's stuff that uh you know even when we're we're the ones that have played the game there's stuff that we just don't remember or just trivia people dig up like the coolest stuff about games and put it on the fandom wikis it's It's really cool and we we try to put that in a package that you can listen to while you're driving or while you're at work and hopefully it's entertaining (laughs) okay okay all right (laughs) okay Okay, moving on so what would you rate silent hill 3 oh man um the controls are bad (laughs) okay i'm saying as a package i know Um, the controls are bad but i mean listen yeah i mean it's a ps2 game yeah with a horror game with with tank controls so uh, it's gonna be (laughs) it does pretty good for tank controls yeah i mean it it gets by yeah but uh not great no um (laughs) i would rate this thing as a whole i mean this has got to be above an eight oh yeah i want to i want to give it i don't want to give it an 8.5 but I want to give it. That's an like eight. what most like I critics want... rated it as. Well, I'm not a critic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this an eight point four. Okay. Because the controls are bad. Yeah, the controls are pretty bad, but I mean, it's a it's a good game. I'm glad that I'm glad that you enjoyed it because I was yeah. worried that this game could go very badly for you. Yeah, uh, and uh, very short with a walkthrough yeah yeah it's very nice yeah i could see it taking at least five times as long (laughs) without a walkthrough i beat it in about five hours about yeah game time so yeah um pretty nice (laughs) thanks for picking a short one I will be picking RPGs for you. Yeah, I mean, listen, I but I'm an RPG. Not this week. I love a good RPG. You know that. So yeah. I really don't have a problem with that. I know. All. It's just I when you give games to me, I like to try to beat them. And I know with an RPG, that's just not possible I know in, the, in our time We missed frame. the boat. The podcast where Josh gives me games that take months to play. So I only pl- touch the yeah. surface of them. And I give Josh games that take a day to play. Yeah. <laughs> And I beat all of them, and I have lots of opinions. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Okay. Um, we are going to talk about... A game which I want to preface with. So, with most of the games on this podcast, I have heard of them. Yes. Okay? Because I do know Josh did tell me, and I mean, you've seen the title of the episode, but uh, Josh did tell me what game he was picking, um, which I'm excited about. But, up until... This, I mean, and ooh, here comes the moment where we date the podcast. Um, Detective Pikachu came out this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, until I played Detective Pikachu, I didn't know what this game that we are going to talk about today was. I didn't know this game existed. I didn't know this series existed. I had no idea. We're bringing it back to the beginning. I know nothing about this game, so I'm very excited. Phoenix, right? Ace Attorney. A real good game. I played this game, I don't know, 2012? Oh. So I was still pretty long. No, I was pretty late to the party. Um, from what welcome, I, uh, welcome to our other podcast, Late, late to, to the Party. party. Uh, from what I understand, it's not unusual for. To be loved by anyone. <laughs> to come late to this game. Sure. I hear a lot of people who say I now it's like one of those things like you buy a Jeep and you see Jeeps everywhere kind of deal, (laughs) you know? Sure. For the sake of, yes. (laughs) Once I found out what this game was, I heard about it from people. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get what you're trying to say. Suddenly, all of a sudden I was hearing people talk about Ace Attorney games and, but in a way that's like, oh, I played an Ace Attorney game, you know, within the last yeah couple of years right. not i played ace attorney game way back i mean there's some people out there who have said that jared petty but <laughs> hi jared he doesn't listen, he doesn't listen to um this. <laughs> okay yeah let me let me tell you about this game while you take a big old chug of that root beer good old root beer um this is a capcom game in-house published and developed this is a capcom game you you better believe it bet your bottom dollar so is it adorable um uh we'll we'll get to that okay uh, okay 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 okay. Uh, Just a, as capcom... it stands now it is not adorable because <laughs> capcom games tend to be 
pretty and adorable and have some sort of, like, I when I think of Capcom games, I think of games that have some sort of, like, aesthetic. Uh, this game is pretty much not that. typical kind of Japanese animation. Oh, okay. It, it's not what I it's, would expect. It's pretty, like, it, it has its own style, definitely. Yeah, okay. But it's not, like... Uh, it's all 2D stuff. Gotcha. It's because it, it's visual novel, so and it's all realistic. Oh. So um, okay. Yeah, it's not not too far out of I the ordinary. I did not know this it's was not a visual like, novel. Yeah, it's not like a Monster Hunter kind of deal where you know you've got okay. cats running around cooking food. You see, and... Monster Hunter, or or even uh... okay, I'm gonna sound real dumb. Are they the people that do Street Fighter? Yeah, they're Street Fighter. Okay, yeah. Street. <laughs> They are the Street Fighters. <laughs> street Fighter has... Everyone its, at Capcom is a Street Fighter. Has its own, like, aesthetic, though. Like, y- you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's, like, a look to that sure. franchise. Definitely, there's yeah. a look to Monster Hunter. Yeah. There's... And so, when I think of Capcom games, I think of, like, a succinct, like, they have a thing about them. That's their thing. And I and I would say there is, like, you could, you could show me a character from ace attorney and i could be like oh that's ace attorney just based on their style okay okay. so there kind of is but it's it's a little more uh hard to parse if you have not seen ace like anything from ace attorney i have more questions but i will let you tell me about this game because you might answer them sure um this uh this game was written and directed by shu takumi uh of capcom and uh without looking at my notes any guesses as to what other Capcom game he worked on before this? I'm going to guess it's not a Monster Hunter game. It is not. I never know which games are Capcom, so I'm going to go with I don't know. Capcom is one of those brands that if I don't know for sure that it's a Capcom game, then I have no idea. Objection! It's Resident Evil 2. Oh yeah, Resident Evil's Capcom. Oh my gosh, I knew this. But I knew this because Mar- like, cause, um, cause I saw all the pictures of people going to the Capcom booth at E3. Oh, yeah. And there was Resident Evil stuff and there yeah. was Monster Hunter stuff. I knew that. So he, did, he didn't direct it. Uh, he was working. Okay, so he was the uh, director for the Dino Crisis series. Dino Crisis 1 and 2. Those are both Capcom games as well. Those are Capcom games? Wow. I believe so. Um. And, uh, no, I don't doubt you. And it's they, just that's they got, surprising uh, to me. So that team, while they were making it, uh, got pulled off of the Dino Crisis project and got brought on to help Hideki Kamiya with Resident Evil 2, the original version wow. on the N64, which was uh, not very well received. No. Um, so that was... Uh, whoa. Hey. You Hello there, to- Mr. Takumi. <laughs> Josh clicked I'm, on a picture I'm of doing some quick Takumi Dino Crisis he, research. Yeah, he wanted to look at Dino oh, Crisis. Oh yeah, that, that's a Capcom. That joint. is a Capcom joint. Yep. Uh, wow. So anyway. weird. Capcom's a weird company. Yeah. I love them so, dearly. So though. he, uh, so he worked on Dino Crisis and Resident Evil Two, and then and Phoenix. the rest of his career is basically just Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney games. Wow. Yeah. How many Ace Attorney games are there? Or are you, is are um, you getting to that? Well, uh, no, I can, I can, I can tell you now. Um, there are, oh, dang it. It doesn't tell me. The, anyway, there are like, uh, there's like a seven mainline games Whoa. and like five spinoffs. This, I'll, I'll get more into this yeah, later. Yeah, this yeah. game has launched a ton of stuff. Okay. 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 Um, cause th- this, this sounds like something that is right up my league. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I used to rock. I took, I love it so much. <laughs> Hey, dear listeners, I took two saves <laughs> up my alley. Wait, is that it? Yeah. Is that the same? That's the one you got it. And what's about the league in my league? <laughs> I think. I think. I think that's what you were going for. I took those two sayings and I just uh, put them together. He did so a mashup. I Not did. unlike uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. The video game that was released in 2012. Okay, let's go ahead. Tell me more about Phoenix Wright. Um, okay, I've never played the Professor Layton one. I've never played a Professor Layton game. Okay. So maybe we'll have to get to that at some point. Someday. Um, this game was originally released, this might surprise you, 
Uh, well, it might not because you didn't know when it was released the first time. <laughs> this game came out in North America in 2005 on the DS. See, and this is what's even more shocking to me is that is like that's when I got prime. in. That's, that's prime when I, for you. Yeah. That's when I got into handheld gaming. Right. So the fact that I never, like I'm looking at, Josh has pulled up here just some stuff about the game and on it is the picture of the cover and that looks so familiar to me. I mean, it might but be. But I don't, and I'm sure well, I saw it. Here's the thing. I, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, when it came to North America, it did a lot better than Capcom was expecting it to. And a lot of stores were sold out for a long time. Hmm. So even if you went to the store looking for a game to buy, odds are, you know, if, if you had never heard of this game and you saw it, um, which was rare in itself to see it, then you might not have, you know, even given yeah. it a second thought. And exactly. then it was gone the next time exactly. you went in. So, that's fair. I mean, uh, which is why they've had they've had a lot of re-releases of this game gotcha. as well. Uh, so, which is how I 2005, it, right it would have come out on Game Boy Advance? No, DS. DS. Yes, this came out in North America. So, just on DS. In North America and Europe, it came out in 2005 on the DS. This game was originally... A Game Boy Advance game in 2001 in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. Oh, so this, I got yeah. you. So this I game was uh, was already four years old by the time that, gotcha. uh, that we saw it over here. Okay, uh, that uh, that all pieces it together. So originally, originally, this game was planned for the Game Boy Color. So this game was... Whoa. Yeah, this game was in development. No wonder it's a virtual uh, novel. <laughs> visual. <laughs> Or, I mean, but you know what I mean. No, like, yeah, I know it had to mean. go yeah, through yeah, yeah. so many. Right. The the planning aspect of this game was, you know, f- and it had to be on like so many different possible, yeah, options yeah. that right. like a rate like if it was anything other like if it was like Detective Pikachu like that wouldn't work having to develop right. that to go from you know generation to generation for sure. <laughs> And uh, let's see. Yeah, so it, it's a visual novel and it's split up into two uh, two sections. So it's, uh, uh, I'm trying to... Like an act one, act two? Well, uh, no, th- there's five chapters in this game. Oh, okay. Um, five cases that you go through. Okay. As, uh, as Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, you are a defense lawyer and, uh, and you are defending your clients. Um, and do they do like weird stuff? weird stuff so like okay we're gonna get to talk about it at some point so i might as well just start talking about it now i have a game that recently came out that i love and by recently i mean like last year but still came out on switch it's called dark side detective sure um it is one of my most favorite games of all time I have watched you play it. And You've it, watched uh, me play it. It's very funny. I, and... uh, humble brag, <laughs> I recommended this game to Elise Willems of Funhouse, and she played it and fell in love with it and, and like, talks about it, talks about the game all the time. Well, not all the time, but she <laughs> tweets about the game and retweets them and has tweeted at them demanding more seasons. And I did that. So, humble yeah, brag that, over. That game is actually really cool because it's they... It's a very good they, game. Free, they update their game with free content. Well, um, so far. Right. Because they had to finish their first season. Right. And I, but, I just thought that was really cool. But the way that, like, you interact with cases there is, like, the element to... The, the thing that makes that game special is they're, like, paranormal and supernatural cases that you're taking on that are, like, weird and funny and quirky. Is this, like, more like you are a... Like, this is, like, defense attorney simulator? <laughs> or is um, this more, like... <laughs> fun they do like he stole ice cream from an ice cream stand i would deign to say that it's both okay 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 this game i think they the localization team did a very good job uh in making sure that this game was fun and funny to read as as well as being uh, a pretty competent you know so the the two sections of this game are you know investigation uh, so you're going so around like to, to, to crime. Yes, exactly. So uh, you're going around to crime scenes. You're talking to witnesses. You're talk. You're uh, you're you're checking out the crime scene. You're you're gathering all the evidence that mm-hmm. you can. Uh, and and you go you know from your office to a crime scene back to wherever. Mm-hmm. And then the the other big section of this game is the courtroom trial. So and Whoa. yes, 
And that's where the objection comes so, into play. So, fun fact for the listeners at home, uh, before I began studying and working in media and games and art and all that fun stuff, uh, I was studying to become, like, a criminal justice person. Evader. <laughs> <laughs> But like my de- my original degree was in criminal justice. Yeah. So. Yeah, which is this is like I know. How I, have I not right exactly? How have I not played this game? This is why I brought it up to you, and I'm 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 ashamed that it took me this long to uh, realize that I hadn't played this yeah. game. <laughs> is this the is this only the second Capcom game I've given you? Because I gave you Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, I'd okay. say. Um, but just, this is shocking to me. This is like my, like, if you were like, what's a Michelle game? <laughs> yeah. And, and as soon as I saw that this game was on sale on the eShop, I said, this is a good time to have Michelle play this game because this game is really good and it's right up, right up her league. <laughs> it's right up my league. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I keep interrupting you, but that's because I have so many questions. Only 19,999 more to go yes. under the sea. Yes. Thank you for that joke, that three-point swish. Um, so, they, yeah, in the courtroom uh, trials. So you, do you, like... You cross-examine. Okay. Yeah. I have more questions, but I don't want to keep what? interrupting your, your... Hit me with the cues. Okay, so it's a visual novel. Yeah. How much narrative choice or, like interaction decision making do i have in this game like i'm getting to ask questions uh-huh. and like so okay, okay 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 let me give you an example can i give you an example give and me... tell me if i'm if i'm cold or hot yeah so say we have somebody who stole ice cream from an ice cream stand Absolutely. and i find ice cream remnants in, like from a cone in his jacket uh-huh and i I'm well this would only work if I was prosecutor but follow me follow me yeah okay so then I find those in the investigation then I go and I have to Uh cross-examine and I go up and I ask him and I Uh say like does it then do I get the option of like suddenly a dialogue option is oh why were there crumbs in your jacket pocket or is it like, do you decide to bring up the fact? You can, uh, oh, by the way, congratulations. You just wrote the first chapter of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. <laughs> Wait, did I? No. Oh, I would be so excited. I really wanted there to be an ice cream thief. You know what? I'm thinking about ice cream thievery because in the first part of Detective, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu yeah. it's not ice cream, it's though. Like it's paint. hot dogs. Is it hot dogs? Yeah. And they squirt ketchup everywhere. One of the A-Palms squirts ketchup on a hot dog and eats it. And the thing that Detective Pikachu is the most upset about in that game is the fact that he ate ketchup on a hot dog bun. And that's an actual thing that he brings up in dialogue. Listen, that's a good game. And maybe we'll get to that one day. I still need to beat it. I still need to beat it. Uh, but no, just that's why I'm yeah, thinking no. of ice cream. Um, so in... In the courtroom, if somebody starts to say something, you always have, after each dialogue box that comes up, you always have the opportunity to object. Gotcha. So, if, but if you do it too often, you you, you, know, yeah, you get in just bad like in with court. the judge. Yeah. 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 Um, so you you gotta I'm you gotta familiar. pick your yeah pick your <laughs> spots. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it's all based on you know stuff you find in the trial and. But no, there are no branching narratives. I believe this is pass or fail. Um, gotcha. As far okay. as defending that makes, your, that makes so, yeah. sense. Like, like you have to beat just, this. The way this that this game sounds progress. sounds like it could be something that's way more open with like yeah. I, narrative trees. I think and it's been a little while. I think that's yeah, how the game progresses. Yeah. That would that makes sense for these games. Like yeah. like where these games lived and like yeah, it, that all makes sense. Yeah um let's see uh oh you have a rival in this game he's a prosecutor is his name gary no oh. uh he is an undefeated prosecutor Ooh. 
Yes. Please tell me that my last case is like going up against him. I believe it is. Yes. And it might even be the the fourth one is up against him. Because, I love when because this fun fact in um, courtroom dramas. Fun fact: in the Japanese original release, there were only four chapters. Oh. Uh, it wasn't until so the just, American release huh. that it was five chapters. Interesting. Um, and uh, his name is Miles Edgeworth. And yes, he is an edgelord. I was just about to ask. Yeah, he's he's very um, not fun. Yeah. To deal with, um, but and, and you know, I have never played any of the sequels to this game, uh-huh. and apparently, uh, he was he actually became a fan favorite after this game, and they made him more of a friendly rival that... um, after this game. But in this, every game, time he... a game wants us to hate somebody, we end up loving them. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if he becomes more like the guy you love to hate, but still he's kind of on the good like side. A like Severus Snape. Or like Vegeta. I don't get that reference. You know Vegeta. You've been I watching know who me. it is, but that yeah. makes no sense. He's a me. bad good guy. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, with a heart of gold mm. and a face of steel. Mm, okay. Just like Miles Edgeworth. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he's he's your he's your rival, uh, and I, yeah, I think you go up against him. I think in the fourth episode. Okay. I'm just I'm just spitballing. I'm here. assuming. I know I was supposed to do research, but <laughs> no, you were watching Evo. Oh, way to date the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm talking so much about Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Woo wee! Lots of Dragon Ball fighters. Okay, let's action. move on. All right. This isn't Michelle uh, plays Dragon Ball fighters. That's <gasps> not gonna happen. Oh. Nobody missed the boat on that. It's current. Uh, it's not gonna be soon. When when the deal when all the DLC comes out, the boat will officially have left port. No, and you'll have to play the game and get good. You'll have to play until you can <laughs> beat me at a round of Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm holding you to that. Um, you have an assistant in this game, and um, she her name is Maya, and she is. Uh, I believe she's really funny, if I remember correctly. Uh, is she an animal? No, she's not. Mm-hmm. She. Uh, you have a boss named Mia. Is and she an animal? Mia is another girl. <laughs> okay. uh, Mia is your boss, and Maya. Sorry, correction. Is she an animal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mia is a cat, and yes! she's your boss. And she has a human sister named Maya, and she's your assistant. Oh my God. Seems like a little bit of uh, nepotism, but we'll slide past. That it. is a little. Mm. That wouldn't fly in this county. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, and you just run through uh, these, and you have another guy that helps you, and his name is Gumshoe. I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> is he an animal? Yeah, is he an animal? Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's another cat. It's really strange. Josh, no, these are, are all people. <laughs> okay, listen. I just want animals in my detective games. Well, okay, I'm I'm getting to it. <gasps> um, let's see. Okay, let me let me uh, let me move on. I think because as far as gameplay goes, that's about it. Yeah, and I think and that's all I want yeah, to know. Yeah, uh, I want you it. to. Yeah, I want you to experience. I just, I just want you to know the main players. Yeah, because I didn't know like how any of this worked or what this game was. Because yeah. now my only like touchstones for yeah. this are Dark Side Detective yeah. and Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Let me let me let me wrap this up okay. because we are going pretty long on this episode. Ooh, we we, about I know we talked about Silent Hill a lot. Um, the development Listen, guys, team, sometimes you get an hour long episode, and that's okay. <laughs> the development team for this game was only seven people. Yeah, I mean, it's fairly it's short, and it's a visual novel. But like, still, they made a very good game. Uh, I'm with, sure, but you know, like with a very good story. But like, that doesn't—it's surprising, but also it's like not yeah. surprising given the time right. and the type of game. Yeah, it as is. far as like assets go, they didn't yeah. have to you know, optimize a whole no. bunch of no. visual yeah. assets. But that's cool. That's uh, impressive. That like yeah. a a what bloomed into a large franchise was yeah. created by seven people. That's yeah, really cool. and, and, and in ten months. Wow. Um, was their timeline for development on this game. So Yeah, that's really good. Um, and my next note I have here in all caps. And um, I read on the Wikipedia, they wanted to make Phoenix Wright a hamster. How do you feel? I'm gonna cuss! <laughs> <laughs> 
And then they decided against it and made him a real boy. Listen. Boy size. Listen. There was a, a show I really enjoyed as a kid. Do you want to know what the name of that show Hamster was? Hamster Taro. That's, is that the one? It, that's, his name is Ham Taro. And if Phoenix Wright had been a hamster, we wouldn't have this episode of the podcast. Because you would have played it 80 times. I played a Ham Taro game. 80 times. Yeah. Guys, I'm real upset about this. Yeah. I can tell. You're you're staring daggers through my soul. I'm not going to play this game now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, end of the podcast. Um, this game got really good reviews. Uh, on, I don't see why. On <laughs> four out of ten, lack of hamsters. Uh, you can't dangle that in front of my nose like a treat. Mind the joke. And do you dangle treats in front of hamsters? Yeah, that's how you like give it to a hamster. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you just like put it in a bowl. A treat? Yeah, and they ate it. When you give our dogs a treat, do you go put it in their dish first? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd try not to. I mean, I'm just thinking of a hamster. Like, they do bathroom stuff in the rest of their cage. Like, I'm not going to put I'm their treat. Like you're, like, holding a hamster. Like, you give them oh. a little treat in front of their face. I thought you just meant in their cage. Wow, the joke is real good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, really good reviews, except... On the Wii re-release, uh, it was released as a WiiWare game. Okay. Uh, and Sorry, I keep thinking this is a game about hamsters now, and I know it's not, and it's really breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. I just can't stop thinking about the fact that this isn't a hamster game now. <laughs> um, Nintendo Life, which is not Boy's Life, uh, gave this a 9 out of 10. Uh, US Gamer, Eurogamer. GameSpot, all in the 8 out of 10 range. Uh, they say they have a little bit different scoring systems. And uh, Oh, also Famitsu gave it a 8 out of 10. 32 oh. out of 40, but 8 out of 10 if you're going on the Metacritic scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty solid reviews all, all across the board here. Cool. Um, and I'm really excited for you to play it. Like this will, I think this will be a good game to have under your belt and just to like. Uh, yeah, this is a really important touchstone for other games. Yeah. So like, like you're describing things that I'm sure inspired the games that I love now. It's very possible. But yeah. I wouldn't have known that. Right. Like, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of it in my mind. Like, oh yeah, that's what they do in P- Detect Pikachu. And wow. Right. But like, I should be thinking of. Wow, Detective Pikachu is doing this thing that happened in Ace Attorney. Right. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited for you to play it, and uh, and as far yeah, and and we can talk about this more next week. Um, I might want to try and check out some of this mm-hmm. as much as I can, but you know, it's launched some manga, some anime. Uh, Good anime. I don't know. I've never watched it. Um, Is it on Crunchyroll? I, I also don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and seek some of that out this week, and we'll find uh, it. yeah, we'll try and find it. We'll find it. We'll try and find it. We'll find it. <laughs> we'll try it. And, okay. And uh, yeah, so I think that's uh, that's it, and uh, we can move on to our next section. Now boarding. Do you have? Uh, do you Are have? Are you any... not going to do the song that you introduced last week? Our dogs did not like that. No, they were singing along. <laughs> do you hear the sing along? <laughs> They're not doing it in the right tone but that's okay they're getting there mm, they'll figure it I've out i've been practicing what if them. we trained our dogs to do that sound oh yeah it's it's coming along it'll happen <laughs> um yeah so now boarding is the most modern po- part of this show where we tell you about a game we don't want you to miss the boat on that's happening right now do you have a game uh shin megami tensei the dx liberation dx2 or is it d times two i think it's dx2 i don't know because it's demon something i don't know um anyway shin megami tensei game on your phone um and it's uh i haven't played a ton of it yet but what i have played looks really good and it plays really good and uh, i'm excited to play more of it 
that's my now boarding. Don't miss the boat on that one. Uh, my now boarding is a game I talked about earlier in this episode. Um, Dark Side Detective. Oh yeah, is amazing. Uh, Spooky Doorway is uh some of I believe that's the publisher on the game. I could be wrong. It's an indie game. You can get it on your I believe PC and Mac. Um, and also and you can get it on your Switch. Um, the team that works on this game is very small and very amazing they're really really nice people uh like the heads on this game are a husband and wife that like just travel the country and don't like have a like they don't like have like a base like they travel around are they from the u.s I thought they were no, from the they're UK. from Ireland. Okay, uh, Ireland. I yes. believe it's Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, because they're Irish. That so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I knew they were. They were from that region. Yeah, was... but they like travel around yeah. and like do a bunch of stuff and like she runs a blog, but like she all they also like work on this game and it's really cool. Uh, but Darkside Detective is if Ace Attorney is like your thing. If you're listening to this episode because you're like, man, I loved Ace Attorney. I don't want to hear like cool stuff about the game or whatever then play Dark Side Detective because it is just a detective game. You have, I believe now it will be eight cases. I could be wrong. I haven't played the season finale yet, but the season finale just came out. I believe it is on Switch now. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it will be out on Switch, but it's for sure out on PC and Mac as well, uh, like on the Steam store. And you just, so it's a, a, you are... Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name because I haven't played it in like a couple months. Is it like, I want to say it's like McDermott? You play as Matt Matt McDermott. No, McDougal, I believe, is your partner. I can't remember. I'm so bad at this because I just don't remember their name. Shame. But but you're a detective in a world where paranormal and weird spooky stuff happens and you don't really understand why and ghosts of famous people show up so well that's part of it so each case is individual and has like different like paranormal entities that it deals with like at one point gremlins are in this game and like there's a loch ness monster that's actually like not the loch ness monster he's just like a dinosaur and is really cool and there's like ghosts and cool stuff that happens in this game and like your partner runs a conspiracy theory blog about like like monsters in the world and it's just a really really funny like there's movie references there's like if you love horror movies of any kind you'll love this game but if you like detective stories like it's perfect for that so I really can't like urge you enough to play this game because it's amazing and it's like like for indies it's probably my indie game of the year yeah like i can almost without a doubt say because i played this in january and i'm still talking about it (laughs) so i mean play this game like it goes on sale a lot especially on steam buy it if you're not sure like on a sale and then just give them all your money also they made a promise at the end of the game that um there's a little credit screen that says if you tell all your friends about this game maybe we'll make another one so please play this game you are all our friends (laughs) um it is time to move on to our final section of the podcast uh which i from here on out i am going to be calling this uh section of the podcast message in a bottle and uh this is where you this can is send one cracked bottle <laughs> you can send us an email at uh we missed the boat biz at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on twitter at missed boat and uh send us a tweet or our us... personal twitters yeah, as well which our... are connected there um like we're happy twitter dms are open uh and then emails you know we're, we welcome them any gaming submissions uh just let us know and we'll let you know yeah if you have an older game that you love that uh that people seem to not talk about anymore or you just want to hear people talk about more yeah you know um i like or if you just finished a game that was old that you feel like you had missed the boat on and now like discovered is really amazing let us know and we'll talk about it i mean we are we are more than happy to create episodes around the content that you guys want to listen to so uh let us know what games it is you want to hear about but this week yeah we have a follow-up to one of our submissions last week so let me go ahead and read this uh uh francisca carlson i mean she (laughs) reached out uh and 
let me know last week that she was wanting me to provide her with some information because her husband is sick and she is also dying and wanted to give me some money. And I was kind of like, listen, this is a gaming podcast. And so I told her, you know, I need to know your gaming submission. Um, And she came out to me and said, I want you to understand that I am not playing any game. Rather, I am seeking your help for a matter of fund transfer. Please, I need to receive you to receive the fun and used as I directed. And so I told her that this is a podcast (laughs) for gaming and that we ask for gaming submissions of things you'd like us to discuss on air. And uh, she hasn't gotten back to me, but she did send me her first message over again. So I'm just going to go ahead and give a PSA here, Francisca. Um, I'm not going to give you any money, <laughs> but please give me your game submission. Well, she did uh, She did say... <laughs> oh, dang, I clicked on the wrong one. She, she sent a lot of emails. She sent like six or seven of them. Pretty buck wild. What there. did she say? Um... I don't I I can't find Josh, it. Josh, you're ruining the bit. I know. But she said something like please, oh, please. <laughs> please. I, she just said it again. Please, I want you to understand that I'm not playing that am not playing any game rather. I'm seeking for your help. Yeah. It's a very good thing to say. And she said it twice. So Yeah, I've been telling her that she needs to submit a game. So listen, hit me in the DMs instead, maybe. Maybe this is better to talk about over yeah. Twitter. Maybe Gmail just isn't capturing the essence of what you need to tell exactly. us. Exactly. Um, um, and please don't send me any more pictures of your dead husband. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for us here on uh, on this episode of We Missed the Boat. Uh, woo, we, we topped an hour again. Wow. And we weren't even talking about anything like crazy special like we were with uh, Life, Life is Strange. strange. <laughs> well, anyway. As I, I always say. Oh, no. You're going to take it.